This is Sam Saxon, along with Professor Joff Deroot, and you're listening to Tales Unveiled, where we travel across Oklahoma for ghost stories, as well as urban legends and local history. About a month later, the professor called with a lead on some ghost stories about Turner Falls in Davis, Oklahoma. He had found an online discussion group where he met John McCulliam. We agreed to meet with him in Wynwood, the town known for the Tiger King. On the drive south, I asked the professor if he had any new developments to share, which he didn't. He asked me if Valerie had any new leads on the murder case, which I told him it was still open. The professor graded papers until we arrived to a city park were we able to enjoy the shade and seating under a pavilion. Thank you for joining us. Let's start with the introductions. If you wouldn't mind, tell me your first and last name and where we're at today. My name is John McWilliam and we're in Winniewood. Let's talk about this town a little bit. What can you tell us about Winniewood? Winniewood's a great town. You know, it's a the Eskridge is, is, is real popular here. It used to be a you know, brothel slash hotel kind of thing. Um, it's really not really known anything for no, you know, we're really known for the Tiger King around here. So <laughs> that's about it. Now the professor was telling me you're familiar with uh, Davis and the Turner Falls area. What else is uh, in Davis in that area? think people might be interested in checking yeah. out and visiting so Davis Turner Falls area. If you uh, go to Davis, you, you definitely want to check out uh, um, Smoke at Joe's. It's definitely a good place to eat. Uh, one of the best best places probably here in Oklahoma for barbecue. Uh, Turner Falls is a great place. You know, it, uh, it, it's a great place to go visit, and uh, you can have fun there. Just got to be responsible doing it. Uh, tell us about your background with the paranormal. So my background with the paranormal started probably when I was 12 years old. My mother um, was a heroin addict and uh, she passed away uh, and uh, the night that she passed away uh, I was actually in the room with her um, it was just me and her and uh, I remember that night I, I remember seeing lights and sounds I, I, I couldn't describe but I I didn't know, really know what I was seeing I thought maybe it was just me so I just you know, I didn't think nothing of it. That morning when I woke up, I tried shaking my mom like I always did. And uh, she she never woke up. She died in mm-hmm. her sleep of overdose of heroin. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was taken into foster care. Um, and I, I, told, I told everybody, you know, what happened, you know, that night. No one believed me, you know. And uh, that's what got me into the paranormal. Mm-hmm. So what got you into a in formal investigation? I, I was contacted, you know, I just, I just, I seen a bunch of stuff on Facebook and I've just seen the different things on social media and about people saying that they had paranormal experiences. I've, I mean, I've talked to a bunch of people and, and no one really believed them. And I can remember when nobody really believed me. And, uh, so I, I felt it was my, you know, mm-hmm. it was my, almost a mission for me to help others, you know, understand what they were seeing. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that's what got me into it, and, and that's why I help others. Oh. Where, where all have you investigated? 
I've mainly in the rural areas of southern Oklahoma, southern Oklahoma. Uh, I've, I've actually went to Minnesota, back to Minnesota. I've been out there to uh, California, just different places, man. I, I mean, I can't get into any specifics on, on the names. but For sure. Once you get into kind of quieter parts of the country, they certainly don't like to talk about these things. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but we did want to uh, talk about Turner Falls. Turner Falls, okay. Uh, tell us a little bit of uh, what you know of Turner Falls. When I was investigating it, I, and I used to work out there through the city as well, uh, and I'd, I'd go out there and work. Um, and all the workers would tell me that there was a uh, lady in white that would float above the castle. And they, they would also tell me they would see, you know, this doctor in the castle or something, and, and that they would throw out the curse that, when you, you know, Turner Falls is cursed. And, uh, uh, you know, that's how I pretty much heard about all that. What cursed it? When she died, I guess the lady, uh, I guess it was a Native American lady that first owned Turner Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could be wrong on this, but uh, I didn't, I should have done some research on this, but I guess it was a Turner Falls, like she owned Turner Falls before it was actually Turner Falls. Um, and then uh, when she died, her husband kind of took the deed and kind of stole it for himself. And that's what made it Turner Falls. So it was forever cursed, that's what I heard. So. We paused for a moment to let the lawnmower get further away from us. The professor unfolded a small part of Wendell's map and jotted down some notes in his black leather notebook. When the lawnmower was out of range, we continued our discussion. Yeah, it does fit with the record of Mr. Turner and his his wife moving into the native territory and then coming on. And of course, Dr. Collings. So Dr. Ellsworth Collings of the Education Department at the University of Oklahoma uh, was dean for years and years and years, and uh, his real passion was being a cowboy. He collected so many artifacts. Uh, He had couches made out of longhorn uh, hide and horns, and uh, when he was not working at the university, he would come to his ranch down here outside of Davis, uh, there on the north side of Turner Falls. Okay. And... uh, he wrote many books about Oklahoma. The, one of the great books about the 101 Ranch is written by him. Uh, children's books, too, to get them interested in. And when he passed away, tons of his collection was donated up to the Cowboy Museum and, and other different museums. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason that no one seems to be able to explain, he built a medieval castle. Yes. Yeah. So, which... Um, have you heard any reason on why a cowboy would want to build a medieval castle? No, I uh, I never uh, I, I never understood that myself. Uh, but I have been in it, and uh, um, you know it, it's definitely you you walk in there, and I mean you definitely get a sense of uh, just you, just your hair standing on. I mean you, your your arms going to be standing, your hairs on your arms going to be standing up because it's it's literally this eerie feeling. It's, it really is. I mean this castle. <laughs> Is in the middle of you know, you know, uh, by the falls. I mean, it's de- it's definitely out of place. It's just mm-hmm. definitely weird, you know. But definitely worth checking out, you know. Yeah, something of a muse 
took him and gave us this castle, which now stands in ruins, and people can go investigate. And, yeah, it's pretty cool. And as you were saying, supposedly meet him. I've talked to several people yeah. who claim to have seen a, a tall, skinny, white guy in, in glasses, uh, older gentleman with white hair and wearing a cowboy hat, talking about how much he enjoys this and hope they're enjoying it too. And yeah. as they turn around, he's no longer there. Yeah, I, I, I've heard definitely some reports about that. So talking with some of the workers, they've, they've said they've seen some guy in cowboy boots and stuff. And the lady in white, is supposedly his wife or or somebody, or, or I don't know. It was a lady in white that would float above the castle. I, I can't get it. I'm, yeah. I don't know the whole story about that. So it's a surprisingly complicated history just for a little corner of Oklahoma. It is. Definitely it is. So what did you do for investigating there? So uh, when, I, when I got there, that was right after those two people from Texas drowned. So uh, I was told not, yeah, I usually start my investigations around three. I was told, hey, they, for security reasons, we want you there around 12. No, no later than 12, you know. So, so I got there, you know, and, and when I got to the actual falls itself, it was the blue hole. They called it blue hole. Um, it was actually uh, the police tape was still around it, you know. And uh, I got there and uh, I started my investigation, you know. Asked some questions, you know, did some EVP work, you know, took some temperatures, you know, and uh, I noticed there's a swing set over there, and I noticed that when I started asking some questions, uh, the swing set started to, the, on the, the swing started to kind of move back and forth, you know, there was, you know, I kind of chalked it up, I was like, ah, it's a little bit windy out here, you know, I was alone, I was alone doing this. You know, all my other guys that usually help me during investigations, they all had other things to do that night. So it was just me. And uh, so, I, you know, I watched the swings go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, I was like, okay. And then I got, I had the spirit box at the time that would tell me it, it, it was supposed to pick up on different signals and stuff. And it was screaming at me. It was saying, like, all kinds of dirty language. It was saying, like, you know the b word and I, I was like i shut it off i was like man this thing's glitching out i gotta get out of here you know as i started to walk back to my car you know uh i could hear uh, you have to kind of cross over this little bit of it's where the water kind of crosses over a little bridge and i could hear behind me i could hear these little pitter patters you know uh as something's walking behind me and i i i, I stop and i'm like man I, i'm 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 getting too scared here you know, I need to stop, you know, because I'm thinking I'm just making myself psyched out. All right. So I stopped and I was like, OK. And I went on my way. I, did, I, I didn't even turn back. I, at that time, I was kind of walking a little bit quicker, honestly. And uh, I got back to my car and I wanted to drive up on top uh, so I can overlook the falls, kind of take some pictures and stuff. And I parked right there. Um, kind of on top there was no trees above me or anything like that just a clear view of the sky and kind of overlooking everything you know and all the wind turbines you know and seeing that is pretty neat and uh i turned back on my spirit box you know kind of see what was going on with it and uh man that thing started it just automatically started going off again and i shut it off because i'm getting more scared and more paranoid at this point you know what i mean and uh i could hear something what it sounded to be crawling on top of my car 
and at the time I had a van, I had a Chevy Venture, you know, I, it was big enough to carry everything I had. So, uh, and I, I got out of my, I got out of my van and I looked up, up, up top and I seen nothing there. I didn't see no trees above me or nothing like that. I was like, man, this is just, you know, again, I'm just psyching myself up. I'm alone. This is what happens. You know, I should know this, you know? So I get back in and, um, you know, I was, I put the key in the ignition about to start it off and go home. You know, I really didn't get much, you know, so, uh, but then I started kind of feeling my fan kind of rock back and forth as somebody was kind of crawling on top of my van. And, uh, I, I remember reaching my hand up, you know, slowly just kind of working the courage to feel on top of the van. And, uh, it literally, somebody went like smacked their fist down right where my hand was going to be. And I, like, I jumped and I was like, I'm done. I'm done here. So I got in. I told Bill, I said, look, I'm going to go home. That was, Bill was a park manager at the time. Mm-hmm. And I went home and I, 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 I mean, I, I just had this feeling of being overly drained and emotional. I felt like, I don't know, I, it was a feeling of just dread and, and, and sadness when I left that place. Um, I've been to a lot of investigations, never had anything like that happen. So, yeah, they can certainly have those darker spirits that take your energy from you and make you feel what they want you to feel. That is quite a story. Um, but of course, most people don't experience that, do they? No, I, I say that the average people do not experience anything like that. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let anything like that discourage anybody from going out there. It's a beautiful place. Um, it's, it's got tons to see. It's got some great camping sites, uh, some friendly people there. Um, so, you know, it, that, that story or anything like that shouldn't discourage anybody, you know, from, um, from coming out there or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I definitely say if you want to check out something spooky and have a great time camping and swimming, check out Turner Falls. I, I've been there myself personally. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, taking lots of pictures there. It's just it's a, just a nice place to visit. Dr. Collins seems to enjoy it. Uh, tell us more about the Eskridge. What have you heard about it? So the Eskridge, um, they had they they've had it you know here as a, as a museum kind of running through. Um, for quite a while since I've moved here, but I, it used to be a brothel slash hotel for, you know, wandering cowboys and such. And one of the main reports that the Eskridge has is, uh, they have mannequins in there and that the mannequins would, uh, be placed differently. Um, they would almost take on a life of their own. Uh, because they used to have the mannequins set up as like the cowboy and you know just different things throughout the museum and uh, it, they, they said that the mannequins pretty much take on a life and move differently and there's a lot of different things going on there. It's definitely a place you know to check out here when you would. I would like to know a little bit more about this museum like what kind of exhibits in there like what can you expect to find when you're just taking a tour there? Uh, you can see like it used to like they just history of when you would I mean it's got like the old photos of Winniewood itself, different uh, like alcohol bottles. I mean, stuff just all kinds of different pictures, old artifacts, stuff like that. You know, back of 
when you know cowboy boots and stuff you know they live there and stuff it, it's pretty neat you know just kind of see older history and stuff like that so mm-hmm. that's very cool it. yeah we should definitely swing by and see if they're open In addition to Davis, is there anything you've heard about sulfur? You know, if you go in the park, I mean, there's just tons of history. Tons of history. People found, I mean, like, the natural springs in there. And, I mean, if you talk to the right person, I mean, they there's something about nature, like nature and natural springs and all that. There's, I mean, it just, it just gives off a really good, I mean, just really good energy, if you believe in that kind of thing. You know what I mean? And, uh. You know, and I, I, I've been on one of those trails and at, at night, and I've, I've seen and heard some quite a bit of things, you know what I mean? I've seen a couple of different lights I couldn't explain, you know, especially when you're out in the middle of the woods and there's nothing around, you know? I mean, uh, so like I said, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. We spoke freely for a moment, listing several places to see if John had any tales about them. When the professor asked about Veterans Lake and Sulphur, John did have a story for us. The story is that a lady went in and tried saving her kids and um, ended up drowning herself and and the children drowned themselves too. So uh, it's definitely worth a place to check out. Uh, There are many investigations there. Um, I would tell you guys if it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, you, you know, there's definitely a fog that rolls in at a certain time of night, and uh, on certain nights, you know, especially on a full moon, uh, you can definitely see some weird stuff. So uh, your eyes will play tricks on you, or you know, maybe you might catch the lady in white. You know, either one. There's a lot of ladies in white here and down here in southern Oklahoma. You know, we like them. The professor rattled off a dozen other stories of women in white that he's collected. After a while, John then started to share his own personal story about the one at Veterans Lake. When I was a freshman in high school, the football team told me to go out there, and it was like initiation. They made me wait there in in a suit and tie. They said it's initiation. They were going to take pictures, you know, and literally left me out there. And uh, I was I was really angry. I mean, it's just a high school prank, whatever. Um, but uh, I started to see that the fog rolling in, and uh, I heard the stories, you know, you know. So like I said, it was kind of one of those things of I was a little sketchy about. So I kind of hauled out of there, you know. So yeah, you definitely I mean it's definitely worth checking out. Mm-hmm. You know? So we'll definitely look more into that. I think, you know, Oklahoma, you know, especially southern Oklahoma, there's so much, so much stuff to check out. You know, Sulphur Springs, uh, you know, the Eskridge Hotel in Winniewood, you know, the Veterans Lake in Sulphur, Turner Falls in Davis. So much stuff. So much stuff that has so much rich history. And uh, I don't don't think really many people really, it's kind of being lost and forgotten. After our interview, we grabbed some snacks from a local donut shop before exploring the rest of Winniewood. Unfortunately, the Eskridge Hotel was closed and we noticed locals gathering for a parade downtown. With traffic about to become chaotic, 
the professor and I decided to visit Oklahoma's other gravity hill, Magnet Hill. Like the one we experienced in Bartersville, my car was able to roll uphill when in neutral. We got out of the car, took some photos, and discussed the legend. So, Professor, what are your thoughts on this magnetic hill? It's very different from the gravity hill that we saw outside of Bartlesville. There it was all covered in trees and very close to the river. Here we're uh, very much out in the open. You can clearly see the distant horizon. It certainly looks uphill. Good of that friendly person to spray paint a blue ghost hill starting line. Although from our testing, it seemed to be not the best, but I mean, it seemed to be like a good point for people. Uh, it's one of those things I'd recommend to experiment, putting your car in neutral in various points. There's definitely a spot where it dips down even more, where it does look like it starts to go back uphill. Uh, that's also a good spot as well. We got some good results from when we were testing this out for ourselves. It's interesting they call it ghost hills since one of the explanations uh, is that this was the site of um, a Native American uh, land whether earlier than settlement or during settlement an allotment that was later taken uh, and the spirits of the folks who are buried here uh, don't, white, don't want particularly white folks around and so they push the car trying to get you away as quickly as possible. And the other story that I've heard was uh, there was like an airplane crash out here creating some sort of magnetic disturbance, uh, hence the name Magnetic Hill. At least that was the story I've been told. And you can also find this place using Google Maps and typing in Magnetic Hill. It does show up on that as well. So I don't know why they spray painted Ghost Hill. Or maybe that's just the name they've heard it was called. Everyone has their different legend for legend tripping. With no more interviews or sites on our schedule, we decided to head back. As I was getting my phone's navigation situated, I noticed a voicemail from Detective Valerie James. Hi Sam, this is Valerie. I have an interesting unfolding for a new case, and I need to be able to share this with you and Joff, Jeff, Goff, Jeff, Joff. Right. Uh, give me a call. Thank you. I called Valerie back, and we agreed to meet at Eote Coffee again. Hello, Valerie. Seems to me that we only meet at, here at Eote for, well, Not business. so great news. Yeah. Yes, but the coffee is incredible. Yeah, I always enjoy this ice latte with uh, coconut milk and half a pump of hazelnut. You guys are great to treat me. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, we just got back from uh, Winniewood. Uh, got some great stories there, uh, but we had grabbed some donut snacks while we were down there. So I'm pretty good. You good, Professor? Oh, yes, quite. Awesome. Anyway, let's get down to business. So. Yes, yes. Um, so you remember the last photos I showed you? Chris Goldsmith. Goldsmith, yes. Perfect. Well, it does look as though we may have a serial killer on our hands. If you'll notice these images, they look very similar to the first. Mm -hmm. This gentleman is younger. He's in his mid-20s. And he is fashioned in the same exact way, except his extended arm is pointing to 1156 instead of 1155. 
Do you have a closer I picture do. of the body? Yes, absolutely. Here you oh, go. It's Richard. Yeah. How yeah. did you know his name? Uh, Richard it's Hawkins. Richard Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was one of my students. He wrote an excellent paper doing a comparison and contrast of uh, the different headless ghosts in the state. Oh. This, this is unbelievable. He was a young man with so much potential and great analytical skills. What, what could have happened? I don't know. The same exact message is next to him as the first victim, and it appears to be written in his blood as well. Goldsmith, Tick, that's right. Do talk, you have the photos? John. Yes, I do. Right here. Yes, Christopher. Yes, he was a student years ago. He, he focused all of his research on the Southwest. I couldn't, I couldn't get him to look at any other part of the state. He was always wanting to find out more about gold mines. But, but why here? What's going on? Yeah, where was this body found at? This was found at Nichols Hills Park that's on a, the far west side. An odd location. Any significance to you? I can't think of anything. I haven't spoken to either of them in so long. But, but they were both your students. Years apart. I just feel that the initial hunch I had is even more confirmed. I need you to be incredibly vigilant, Professor. Indeed, I need to make some phone calls. Sam, have you had anything show up um, at the station? Any weird call-ins? Anything? No, no weird call-ins, no weird mail, nothing at my end, my house. What about you, Professor? Nothing? No, if Grayson was behind this, he, he wouldn't reach out. He'd, he'd want me to simmer and, and worry, and, and then he'd strike. Okay. Well, I will keep both of you updated on anything that breaks on either of these cases. But as of right now, we're leaning toward a potential serial killer. Just need you to be incredibly careful, Professor. Of course. All right. Thank you both. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Professor, let me take you back home. Mm -hmm. Tales Unveiled is a production of the show Starts Now Studios and is produced by Dennis Spielman. The voice of Sam Saxton is Dennis Spielman, with Jeff Provine as Professor Jeff DeRoot and Christy Boone as Detective Valerie James. We would like to thank all of our guests for sharing their stories with us, and note that the opinions and stories told are that of the individuals and do not reflect of their employer, affiliates, and spirits mentioned. If you love Tales Unveiled and would like to help support us, we have some spooky merchandise for sale on our website. You may also join us on Patreon for exclusive rewards. Visit talesunveiled.com to uncover more. Before we go, I would like to leave you this quote from author Helen Oyeyemi. The way that people feel changes everything. Feelings are forces. They cause us to time travel and to leave ourselves, to leave our bodies. I would like to be that kind of psychologist who says, you're absolutely right. There are monsters under your bed. <laughs>